I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is More The Players, the pop culture's PlayStation podcast extra. And today, we finalize this mini-series on HBO's The Last of Us with episode 9, Look For The Light. After nine whole weeks, Max, we are done. This is the finish of season one of, of Naughty Dogs, The Last of Us, over on HBO. Before we jump into our series overview, though, this episode, Look for the Light. You've been incredible in the last, like, X amount of weeks just doing the, the sweet recaps. Happy to do it once more? Sure. So this is, as you mentioned, the the last the the last episode. It is the shortest episode of the series, which yep. is forty three minutes. Mind boggling. Forty yeah, forty three minutes. So it's two minutes shorter than episode four, which and was substantially the substantially shorter than episode three. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, and and one. <laughs> I think one was kind of two episodes, really. Yeah. So uh, this is uh, the aftermath of last week's episode. This is we have reached the hospital in salt lake city utah in, in, in salt lake city and um it is it, it covers the um the possibility of the cure the 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 wrap-up of their journey through throughout this uh throughout this series and uh obviously like we're going full spoilers here um it turns out the good guy's a bad guy yeah jokes yeah. on jokes everyone Hey, heads up. This is the entire premise of, of part two, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but they really sort of doubled down on it in the series, which they, is awesome. They really doubled down on it. That uh, Joel's pissed shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot less uh, uh, questionable here. It's pretty clear as day, which is, which is kind of yeah. nice. But <laughs> yeah. the, the episode opens with something a little bit different, though. So it opens with a flashback to the birth of Ellie. Um, this explains how Marlene and Ellie come to be connected. And it, it also explains a direct quote that we see in the game, which is when, uh, Marlene, uh, says to Joel, I promised Ellie's mother that I would keep her safe. And it's originally like a throwaway sort of line, but here in this episode, they've added the context of rather than just alluding to something off screen that didn't happen, they did the whole... (laughs) beautiful tv show and show and tell um and sort of set it up in such a way um and we see ashley johnson uh play who voices ellie in the game play and yeah like the poet the the poeticness it's not a word uh the poetry of of the voice of ellie birthing ellie in the show uh hit me harder than i anticipated i was like oh that's fucking beautiful and I did well up a little bit at the idea. And then also the idea of, you know, so she gets bit, dies, uh, and then, you know, just before she turns, she hands the alley off to to, to Marlene and was like, you got to fucking kill me. And then, like, the shot, the gunshot, and then the baby crying. And I know- and, and bold face lies in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. she was bit I, after. I, yeah. I, I, cut, I, I cut the cord before I was bitten. Yeah. Lies. This, this, this show built on lies. Everything both is built in both, lies. Both, both, both Ellie's, Ellie's mother and Joel's lies. Yeah. It's just kind of just all the just, just all the lies. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, all, all it should, does- and Should we'll be talk, called the lies of us. And we'll talk about this a, a little bit later, but you know, it's all around the things we do for love. The things we do for love. Ah. Uh, 
the sort of the, the you know the lies we tell the horrible things that we do um, the extent at which we will go for those we care about yeah but but like in reality our white lies don't destroy the world <laughs> and condemn don't. condemn the world <laughs> so yeah it was anyway. kind of cool to sort of have like you know, it was, it was interesting uh, going into this short episode and then going, am I going to do a flashback with this? All right. I trust you. I trust you. Let's see what happens. And it paid off. <laughs> it was good. But additionally, yeah, so essentially we get this opening bit. We kind of get like a, hey, we have moved since the last episode. Like it's not continuing straight off. Like they're pretty yeah. close to where they need to be at this point. It's no longer snowing. Yeah, it's, we're heading they're, into they're spring. In the, in the, the, know, city. the new, yeah. new hope, you know, the new birth of spring. Stuff like, also the symbology and that is very, very purposeful. Um, yeah, and then they're in, they're in the city that they need to be in, et cetera, et cetera. Everything kind of happens very quickly. We get the the hospital scene where Joel just goes ape shit, but it's it's a condensed version of that too. And then we kind of wrap it up because, as Reverend Puck does say in the chat here, the show was too damn fast. I would I would totally agree. This episode was very quick, and I think I got it done with a little bit more just to build up some of that tension. Um. But yeah, Max, what's what's your thoughts on 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 the beats? I mean, <clears throat> as I said to you just, just just shortly before we started recording, this episode was just concise and to the point, yeah. and just it just it it had a it had a, a a point to make, and it didn't dick around with it. It just it made that point very quickly, very concisely, and then moved on. Yeah, like it's definitely at that stage where we we know a season two is coming. Uh, it's kind of left us well it's left me wanting more mm. wanting to know what's next because there's that there's very it does that very much um ends in a way that's like now what are we gonna do what you know now that we've we've seen our what we assumed was our purpose through what now do we live for mm. like what what is our purpose now um and then obviously us being the, the gamers that we are we know what's next we know what happens but for those who are who are you know first tuning in and first experiencing this story through this medium um i can definitely see people wanting more from from what they've been left with yeah. uh, with this episode so yeah I, I i do like it i do like its conciseness it wasn't very much fluff but so for me, the only thing that I wish was given more time in this episode, and then we'll talk about the things that got they get praised as well, is the hospital scene. Because we know how, how would how would you have wanted it extended? I though? would have I would have made it seem more intense. I would have had there be as Joel gets escorted out, we see more fireflies, we see more bodies, we see more more soldiers. Right, so that way, when he turns around, because the idea, at least within the game, is that he murdered fucking everyone in that building. There's not a single mm. person left standing. And now, granted, the show has done a really, whether intentional job or not, has established that there's not that many people around. Like, if we the example is that university where they go and there's like six dudes there in the game, there's like forty plus, right? So they're demonstrating that that's smaller people, which is cool but what i felt was missing here is they have carefully chosen to minimize 
action in the series, or at least standard gunfire intensity. They did it once in the middle with the big uh, horde of the clickers, and then it's kind of been quiet since. I was under the assumption it was building to this, because in order to make this feel more fucked, having it be quiet for so long, and even last week's action was downplayed as well, Pardon me. So building into this one, I thought it would not quite John Wick level intensity, but I so was I, th- I was wanting like Joel to wipe the floor of that building. Well, see, I th- I kind of disagree with you on that. Oh, please do. I th- I think by having less people with the show setting up that there's so few people left yeah. that are still trying to do this, to have him just wipe out that small amount of people. I feel is just as devastating as him just killing random soldiers A through Z on his way through to the to the surgery yeah. room. I think him like wiping out the last of the people essentially who can get this cure made is just as damnable as think it's... him going. I agree with you, but I don't think they established that this was just a hand. Like these are the final people. He's like. There's no one else. These are the best minds in the that are left alive that can do this. This is why this is so important. Like I don't feel they've stressed that point enough to make what you're saying feel more I, emotional. I, I mean, I think it's kind of implied in the fact because if there were more people around, why the fuck would they have to travel halfway across the country through these infested if, lands to get to this specific spot? Very true. But so then that also makes that more like these people are so incredibly important. They should be heavily protected. But then there's that whole, there's, you know, there's not always safety in numbers. Like you have that, you have Marlene point out, she's like, I had so many people and I fucking barely made it through alive. How did you do it as a single person? And they did it because uh, they we were. Have, we have plot armor. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think in that sense, like it's easier to track through with a smaller group of people than there is a larger group. It's very true. Very and I, true. I don't know if that's me just reading between the lines and trying to make things fit, but that's how it felt for me. And like I said, I don't think you're wrong. I just thought like by adding that intensity, because as we talk about, and we know going to part two, the whole story beat is that Joel is a piece of shit, right? He's a horrible person who's done horrible things and for what he believes were the right reasons. Mm. And by upping the intensity here makes what comes next or what we know is coming next more more intense so see again i I think by him just killing that doctor and and taking ellie away and still damning everyone else to a non-cure future is still just as bad as if he did the same thing but killed an extra fucking 30 no-named faceless yeah but if there were other doctors other nurses and he just wiped them out like i just didn't have to be soldiers but i mean like if we see the presence of other doctors i think that would have added some intensity um like knowing that there's very few and far between like doctors would would be very minimal in this world right so the idea of having them come together in one location and having them all gone you know that that might be the other reason why they're not all in one location in case something like this happened. In case they, there was See, a, now you have, an attack. Now by, you have you have to reach. You're hitting that? things that the game the show yeah. isn't specifying. Yeah, for sure. However, from a performance standpoint, Pedro going fucking catatonic, like watching his face shift into like just a drop and lack, like it almost it's the like it's like his 
his emotion has he's detached from himself. He's disassociated. Like you watch the face drop, the eyes droop, the cheeks droop. There's no emotion, and it just bang, 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 bang. No one's left. Awesome, mm. brilliant. Bella Rams in this episode, amazing. Especially after the events of last week, having her sort of be in this kind of not present mindset and building that up to sort of just be like lost in her own thoughts. And then, of course, with the incredibly powerful giraffe scene. Now, mind you, looks way better than we... So, <laughs> those who don't know, thanks to Binge, we were provided uh, early VFX screeners uh, of the series a couple of months ago now. We were watching them as we were going. We I intentionally didn't watch the last episode, the last two episodes, because I wanted the VFX to be good. And I knew, and we were, we were told, like it said, hey, they aren't done yet. They won't be, they'll be ready by launch, but they're not ready right now. Our friends of the sh- our friends of the show, Joel Grolton and and Paul James, had watched it, and they sn- they took a screenshot and sent it to us of that giraffe scene. It was blue screened. It was covered in res- reference pictures of what a giraffe should look like. It was really just a dude puppeteering a head. had had none of the emotional impact that it should have had. I can say now, totally does. It's much nicer now in the final cut. But having that moment and just sort of the beauty, like you said, once again, in a hopeless world, just this this little moment of beauty and just nature, you know, very Jurassic Park as, you know, nature finds a way. Um, it was very cool. How did you think the iconic giraffe scene came together? Yeah, after <laughs> after seeing after seeing both versions, the final product is definitely way better than <laughs> yeah. The non-VFX, because not only was it um, a guy and a puppet, it was three separate fucking camera shots on screen at once. <laughs> so it was three different frames all on the... It was... It, yeah. yeah, and then a picture no, of a giraffe, was... picture of a giraffe eating, <laughs> in case the, the VFX artist forgot what a giraffe looks like. like this, is what, this is what a giraffe looks like. Um, no, but it's it's cool. It's it's a it's a very human moment right before it kind of before a very dehumanizing moment. Yeah, it it snaps Ali back into somewhat of herself because she's obviously lost in her own thoughts, as you mentioned. You know, dealing with what happened in the previous episode. Um, so it's it it it, it, it was the first moment of her kind of snapping out of that and coming back to a, a, a somewhat semblance of normalcy from from what had happened so that was that was cool it was a really nice moment right before everything went fucked again yeah. and of course the episode ends in the very same way the game does with the idea of this they're looking over over jackson wyoming jackson. and and you know ali goes hey i need you to swear that this is what happened and it's left with that same look of uncertainty and that hard cut to it's like okay, cut. It's awesome. But what was really great, and this is how I know the show was working. So I was watching with my partner Phoebe, and she, having her never seen the game before, she, you know, she had an interesting res- response to the episode. She's like, it was really fucking short. I felt like the, you know, she goes, I felt like everything quick together, and like, it just leaves me feeling that like just Joel's an asshole. Like he did it. I'm like, yes, yes. That's exactly right. Like, that means they did their fucking job because you are responding exactly as you should. Perfect. Like, he's a selfish dick. I'm like, yes, he is. Yes. You get it. 
And then that's the beauty of it is because, you know, like you don't get that in the game because it doesn't want you to quite get that. But now that we know we're heading into season two, part two of the game, that it's got, we're setting up that. So you already front loaded with that feeling, which is cool. How, how, how do you feel about that? You know, it, it worked well. I mean, we all knew Joel was a piece of shit. Yeah. They kind of tried to set that up early in the in the story as well. Like, he was the guy who did what had to be done to to, to do things. But uh, we should point out that um, Asher Johnson wasn't the only cameo this week. No, no. So I didn't um, spot this. You pointed it out to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's also all over Twitter. I, um, I've stayed off Twitter today on purpose, knowing. Yeah. Um. But. Um. The the voice actress for the character Abby, who plays a large part in part two, is one of the nurses in yeah. the surgery room. And knowing the important, obviously, no spoilers for, for that yet. We'll talk, we can talk, we can talk about the ga- the first game and the series because they're connected. But knowing but, how but heavily it's, it's, Abby it's cool is ha- involved in this moment, it's just cool to have other mm. people that were part of the the telling of the story to begin with here again now to. Uh, in that in that media medium change it is lovely it's very very good to sort of have that but there's one one scene that i don't remember being in the game pardon me but i think that was incredibly powerful so as they were walking through salt lake city they find what was an army medic area right with the idea of they're setting up um what are you fucking sending me (laughs) <laughs> all right you're sending me a photo of of laura bailey doing gang signs next to you uh the dead body in the surgery thanks Max. <laughs> just really uh, really plants what's gonna <laughs> yeah it does yeah so they're going through this you know essential like medic army setup and they're like oh man you know and Joel was explaining that, hey, you know, this is army, not Fedra. This is what they were doing. And I wasn't, you know, I was, I saw one of these. And she's like, oh, you know, but we're going to talk about with Sarah. And she's like, you know, did you bring Sarah to one of these? She's like, he's like, no, she was already gone at this point. But I, I was here to get my ear repaired. Because, you know, they, they specify early on that, like, he's, you know, he got shitty hearing on the, on his right hand side and there's some damage. And, it was, it was led to believe that it was a gunfight that hit him and the rest. And it's still set up in this moment. He goes, yeah, I was here to get this. He goes, man, on the second day of of all this gone down, like you get into that level of a gunfight and it, it pauses for a couple of beats. And then Joel explains that, no, no, I was the one that did that. Um, I was the one who missed. I was the one who missed. And then he sets the idea of, you know, the the... the the pain of living of Sarah, without yeah. Sarah, that there was, that he felt that there was no point. There was no other option. And he was, he was ready to go and it was full intention. But in one moment, in that moment, he flinched and he didn't know why. And he's essentially implying that he didn't know what the reason was. He didn't know what he had left to do in his life, but essentially he, now feels and believes that the reason that he flinched, the reason that he didn't die that day was because he knew we had something to do and that was to care and look after Ali. And I think that was fucking awesome. Just to add that extra layer of intensity and also demonstrating like that 
with Joel and Ali's relationship, for Joel, it means so much. And I think solidifying and solidifying, and it also makes what happens after, which is the big hospital gunfight, seem less of a flick, like a like a Daenerys esque heel turn at the end of Game of Thrones. This solidifies that he, Ali, is his be all and end all now. Like mm. that is the one thing he has left to do in this world, and is to care for this girl. And in and said, so, and Phoebe mentioned it perfectly. Like the he does not want to feel that hopelessness that came with the loss of Sarah. So when when confronted with that potential hopelessness again by Marlene he had like he was like i have no other choice this is what has to be done this is what he believes to be right and as we know the second game is all built about the idea of you know the good whoever you know you're you are the good guy in your story no matter what you've done like to you Mm. you're the good guy and then we see the idea of different sides and how different sides believes that the good person and that's where we get the the line um time heals all wounds and then uh joel replying with it's what it wasn't time so the idea that Ali healed his wounds, mm. which is beautiful. And once again, it just solidifies, like just lays down the framework for that relationship and what it means. And I, I fucking cried instantly, you know, because it's, it's, like, it's like saying, like it's for me and it's something that I'm sure you understand as a father too. The Like the one thing that I have that keeps me doing anything is my son. And mm. as you know, I've 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 gone through some hard shit, please, like for me and, and emotionally. And the one thing that it keeps me going forward is my son. Like I have been in dark places in my time, and that's the answer. So I get it. That is real. That's powerful. At least for me. So. You know, it's one of yeah. It just it just it hits that extra bit harder. Like maybe someone like me, I guess. But um, yeah, it's very 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 cool moment. Just to, just I don't know, just uh, locks down this roller coaster of emotions the series has been. But before we like before we, before we discuss the series as a whole, because that's the next step now. Do you have any final thoughts on this episode? No, I think we've covered it pretty well. <laughs> All right, we hit all the beats. What's your thoughts on the series or the season as a whole? We can't say series because we know there's another season coming. <sighs> this really makes it hard for all the other Sony related shows that are coming out after this. Yeah. Um, they've done such a good job, uh, and I've said it uh, every other week, I feel that they've done such a good job translating this from a interactive medium to a non interactive medium. Um, and yeah, like I said, the, the rest of those shows, the the, um, the God of War Amazon show and the uh, the Horizon show Netflix, and Twisted yep. Metal and all that stuff, Peacock. they're really going to have their work cut out for them after, if this is, if this is our first impression of what to expect, they have set the bar real high. Um, and I cannot wait to see what they do with part two. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm. It's gonna, in, be, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be rough. It's I, gonna, it's gonna be rough for everyone else. Yeah, 
Yeah, episode one's gonna be very interesting. Glad, glad I'm not them. Yeah, I cannot <laughs> wait to see how how episode one goes down. Like knowing, like, I remember when I played part two for the first time because I remember we were, I was, we were playing it early. Um, yeah, because we received a nice review code, but we were like a, a couple weeks out of like embargo. So I think it was like a month before the review almost, but uh, before release date, and we knew what happened, and we couldn't. I couldn't talk to anyone. It was painful. Because I just, because, you know, at least with these, everyone now, so they get to share their shit. We were like locked in going, what a weird privileged way to place it, but to be in. But, so my thoughts on the series as a whole is I do believe that this will be considered one of the greatest video game adaptions ever made. Mm. But separately, I think it may also be considered one of the best seasons of TV ever made. Like we're looking at a series that every episode delivered somewhere between eight out of ten to a ten out of ten. Yeah, and even the ones that we <clears throat> that we've sat here and add, added some critique to, they're still brilliant. Like I mean, not only not only that, the viewership has increased week on week, which never happens, never happens. Yeah. So even though we've sat here, and, oh, this episode would have been longer, blah, 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 blah. like longer is like we're saying, hey, we want more. We wanted more in this episode, not less. Like, like, oh, this episode could have been cut down a bit. Like, that's what common consensus is. But no, like, oh, we would have loved a bit this fleshed out a bit more, had a bit more to it, been really good. What I hope this does... Now, I, do, I don't think... I think the conversation around video games as an art form has is old now. I think people understand that video games are a unique way of storytelling and, and can deliver beautiful character beautiful you know drama and moments and every yeah where everyone's pretty unanimously understanding that video games can do that but for anyone that had not anyone that was was sitting somewhere else i think they've just been shown i think this is that one where they go or you know these, this is the show that will get mums and dads and people that, that are non-believers in games and storytelling. And then go, wow, this came from a game? And like, will it make people play the games more? Probably not. Will it will it add to the the respect that the, ga- the games like The Last of Us deserve? Most definitely. This solidifies the incredible skill and just absolute ability behind the likes of Neil Druckmann and Bruce Straley and the team at Naughty Dog and Greg Mazin, um, who's the, 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 the writer for the TV show alongside Neil Druckmann, um, that their ability to adapt and create these massive emotionally charged stories. And what we saw here was how an adaption should be done. Not, not a straight carbon copy of the game, but taking enough of the game to assist those that are fans of the game, but also fleshing out the world in a way that a different medium can. So situations like episode three with Bill and Frank, which I still will argue one of the one of the greatest episodes of TV, um, at least in this year, I, that will win shit. The, that as a gameplay experience would not work. It would fall flat. It would underdeliver. But as TV, it's incredible. And 
yeah, it, it demonstrated the, the the true power of that cross medium um, adaption, I guess. Yeah. I well I'm I'm a big emotional heart on my sleeve kind of person. So it's no surprise for me to sit and cry around like a show or a movie or even a fucking ad some days. <laughs> so to have a show like this that resonates emotionally with me in every episode is not uncommon, but it's pretty rare in that every episode hit a beat. Um, and not just myself, but in many that watch and take on the show. And when we look at TV now, you know, like we, we, we had TV had its golden years with the likes of Mad Men and Breaking Bad and Walking Dead when it started. And, you know, like, you know, like there's, a, there's like shows that like, like Game of Thrones before it got real shitty. You know, Three like, episodes of Lost. Yeah the, yeah, the first season and a bit of Lost. Like TV was awesome. And then it slowly dies. And like, or, you know, the least like even in every series, it's like, oh man, the series was really good except for these couple of episodes. But here, like, man, every episode fucking bangs. Like it's, there's, there's nothing else like this. Now, even taking away our biases for being a PlayStation related product, um, it, no, it is unquestionably one of the best pieces of TV. Um, and that it can only be backed up by incredible performances by the likes of Pedro Pascal, who we already knew was a brilliant actor. But it's nice to see him finally get more recognition. Be unmasked. Be unmasked. Because, you know, he's done, he does such a good job as Mando. So even to now to take off that mask and still deliver, and like deliver an exceptional performance. Even Bella Ramsey, who many questioned in her casting choice and questioned throughout the series... I think now when you sit and you look back and you see what her what she had done, it makes perfect sense. She mm. is the best person to be cast in this role. The relationship between Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal was exceptional. It was great. And then then, you know, once again going into that three into that you know, the the three three arc story we talked about, you know, episodes one, two, three about Joel, four, five, six about them together, seven, eight, nine, Ellie is brilliant in setting up what is to come. I'm very excited for season two of The Last of Us when it comes. Um, they have a lot to do. They have a lot of expectations to be met. And I really hope that they break part two into a season two and a season three with the idea of, you know, season one, season two is all the way up into that theater moment where we have that switch where it goes, you know, three days before and that becomes season three. That's because mm. like there's a lot more game in part two than than part one, um, but yeah, you are you are right. This has set the standard for not just Sony's or PlayStation. Stu- what, what's the name of they're going? PlayStation Productions, not mm. just for PlayStation Production standpoint, but also a general adaptation. Because if God of War isn't short of short of amazing, that's dangerous. And for, and oh, I'll be going into that very very. Uh, yeah, well, after fucking Rings of Power, your boy does not have the faith in Amazon mm. 
that he once had. No. And Netflix <laughs> hasn't been good in a very long time. No. Yeah, they haven't had their own good good thing in a while. But Yeah. It was awesome. Overall, it's like a 9 out of 10 series. Mm. Like possibly even a 10, but I I can say it's at least a 9. Is that where you where would you put it? Yeah, 9's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let us know what you thought of season one of The Last of Us on HBO. Now, of course, big thank you to the team over at Binge Australia and HBO for, for providing us early screener versions of of the show. You know, allowed us to sort of watch pretty much most of the season before it even aired. Uh, mm. And then, of course, we fucked up and got our timing wrong and had to watch the last couple live. Um, <laughs> but no, thank you to to them. Yeah. Because um, I just, I shot them an email and they're like, "Yeah, no man, no worries." And like that's that's pretty massive. So it's a really cool experience. Um, yeah, and thank you for everyone that checked this out. You know, we we don't often do more the players, but. I like it when we do. And this allowed us to do something a little bit extra for the last nine weeks. We get our Mondays back now. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Until we find something else cool to do. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Leave it at that, I guess. But if you enjoyed this uh, this little mini-series, be sure to check out our ongoing series uh, for the players, the Pop C PlayStation podcast every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on your podcast services, 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. Talk about all the ins and outs of PlayStation each and every week. The games that we love, uh, the games that we get that we get our hands on, um, the industry as a whole. You know, it's the uh, it's the the late night show of PlayStation podcasts. It's chocked full of personality. It's fun. It's entertaining. But we know what we're talking about. We deliver a fucking good show. But until next time, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And. Uh, Look for the light. That was the end. That was the, end. That was the name of the episode, right? Yep.